Welcome to Under the Net Podcast, and thank you for joining me today, Under the Net, and listening to my podcast. My name is Patrick Juarez, aka Cool Breeze, aka Patrick F. Baby. For most of my life, I've been in the military and have had the chance to live all over the world, meeting a lot of great people. This podcast gives me the opportunity to bring all my family and friends to my world, Under the Net, so I can listen to their stories, life experiences, jokes, or teaching moments that may be beneficial to myself or others as we live our ordinary lives. So please, turn up the volume, take a moment to hear what my family and friends have to say, and welcome to my world, Under the Net. Hey, thank you for joining me under the net. Today's guest is my old gunnery sergeant from the first time I deployed to Afghanistan and is also a man that has nine lives. <laughs> oh, and we'll, we'll talk about that uh, later here in a little bit. He's also gone from being a recruiter to a gunnery sergeant, and that's when I met him uh, when he was a gunnery sergeant, and I know he was a recruiter before. I don't, I, I don't know anything about before the recruiter, but then he also became a warrant officer. Now he's a civilian. When I get to learn more about uh, this gentleman today, I introduce you, Joseph G. Swiner Jr., long-ass name. Uh, <laughs> welcome welcome to Under the Net, Joe. Uh, what's your story, brother? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, my story, you know, about uh, just trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, not very interesting. Just, uh, I'm a retired about a year ago. Um, Technically, uh, I'm still whatever they say TRL, but hey, I don't have to put the uniform on every day, so I'm happy. Oh, that's good. Uh, Where are you from? I'm from Vietnam. Vietnam, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, believe it or not, I was born in Vietnam. Uh, I'm American citizen, so I don't want to hear nobody with them little, you know, I ain't, I ain't going back. But, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, born abroad, uh, came to America. I was about like five. I don't really remember. I guess home, home. I would consider home, home, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. That's the first place that I lived, coming to America. And then, uh, you know, my, my high school and uh, college was in uh, Seaside, California. Oh, okay. I guess those are the two places I consider home. But now... That I'm retired, uh, San Antonio, Texas, 210. 210. Hey, so were your parents in the military? Is that how you ended up at at Fort Bragg or or Fayetteville? Yeah. Yeah, my dad, uh, oh man, I was a war baby. Okay, okay. My dad was an army man. What he was doing, I don't know, it was 1974. Still trying to figure that one out. Uh, But we came to America. Um, Yeah, it was about 19. uh, about 1980, came to America. Yeah. Uh, don't ask me what we were doing in Vietnam. Don't know. <laughs> I can't yeah. answer it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, so then you, you grew up pretty much in California, you said. and Is that where you joined the Army? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, my mom and dad got divorced when I was, I don't know, like right after Vietnam. And uh, my mom was married. Uh, hence, uh, that's how I got the German last name. So uh, I, I, I took my stepdad's name. Oh, okay. He was in the army. He moved around. Uh, mostly, uh, kind of grew up in mostly in Cinza, uh, Italy. My dad was, uh, I call him my dad. My, my dad was uh, 13 Bravo. Really? 
yeah, for a little bit. And then uh, he did some other things in the Army. You know, I wanted to be like that, but I uh, found out it wasn't for me. So. Hey, but you went to college before you joined, though, right? Yeah, I was on that uh, six-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's better than that 20-year plan that I just did. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it took me four years to get a two-year degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, yeah, I had to work and uh, take care of our family. So, you know, uh, but but I did it. You know, I buckled down once I transferred to uh, an actual college, Golden Gate University. Yeah. Buckled down. Got my accounting degree. Don't know a damn thing about accounting, but, uh, hey, passing if you get seeds. So. Yeah, yeah and, and it's transferable. <laughs> okay, cool. So, okay, so then did you did you join uh from uh and, and we're not still chill uh strictly military on this one, but uh uh you know, just trying to get a background of of your your life. Um so Cali school, where would you go to school, college? I went to Monterey Peninsula. Okay. Uh, community uh, and then uh, I transferred to Golden Gate University. Okay. To business school at Frisco. Oh, okay. So then, did did college help you when you joined? Did it give you any like any perks or anything? The only perk it gave me was rank. Uh, but you know, even if you come in a higher rank, you come in at E three, at E four, it just gives you better pay, but still private. So either way, look at that. Uh, but nah, I, I think maybe maybe just because of my age. A little more mature than than eighteen year olds. Than the other knuckleheads. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, I didn't really see a I didn't really see a difference hey. uh, as far you know uh, what leadership or whatnot. Yeah. You know, my first instance was uh, it was twenty years old. E five, twenty years old. Damn. No college. Damn. So, hey, it's so. Fact, uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it was uh, it was, yeah, I I think he's still in uh Rosales. Major Rosales. I, I've heard the name. I think I've I've been I ran into him like either after he got there or before he got to a unit. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. I can check him out on Global, see if he is. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I check on Global too, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so to tell the listeners out there, I'm gonna let this guy I'm gonna let y'all think that this guy doesn't have an interesting life, but we'll see when we get to some stories later about uh <laughs> when we were deployed together. <laughs> Definitely some interesting stories there. <laughs> hey, so so where where did how old were you when you joined uh, the army, and then um, you know what 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 led you to that? So uh, I joined when I was twenty three. Okay. I actually joined. Yeah, I I was in delayed entry for about uh, two months because uh, believe it or not, uh, I needed to, uh, I was going to ship right away, but. Uh, I wasn't married to my wife, uh-huh. so we had to get married because uh, he said, hey, uh, you know, in California, we were considered uh, uh, common law, but, you know, the Army wanted uh, to put her on beer, you know, we, we had to yeah. have a marriage license, so yeah, I had to wait to get married, and then uh, I left, I left actually on the uh, 23rd of March, and uh, it was four days before my 24th birthday. Really? Uh, yeah. Why I joined? Man, I just got tired of, uh, I was doing uh, hospitality and accounting. So during the day, uh, I worked at an accounting firm. And then nights and weekends, I kept my uh, job at a Pebble Beach company. Mm-hmm. I like to play golf. And, you know, that was the perks. And 
it was actually it was good money. I made more money as uh, working at Pebble Beach in the hospitality than actually being an accountant. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, I just I got tired of it. I think my daddy was just like, "You got to do something with your life, man." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a. I don't think uh, it's not what I wanted to do. I think school was more of uh, something for my mom to say, "Yeah, I did something right in my life." Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I was a I was a messed up kid. You thugging? <laughs> uh, and I was, uh, you know, I don't want to like curse on your podcast. So no, not, hey, you go but, ahead, go ahead, you're good. Man, uh, I've done some things in my life that I'm not proud of. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. Of course, you know, law would probably say they were definitely wrong. But, uh, you know, I learned from my mistakes, man. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to see other people go through what I went through. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to dwell on it. Yeah, yeah, this ain't a confession, man. This is just a story. <laughs> Hey, but if it was a confession, man, hey, I, I heal you. I, 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 uh, I bless you. Uh, you're, you're good. No marries and all. <laughs> marries, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then let's let's get away from that. You had a rough life, you know, before, but you was college, so you was probably a little bit privileged. I would say, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, what was your first unit after uh, after basic training? Where'd you go? Really? The second, yeah, second Armored County Regiment, first Howard's Battery. Um, yeah, that's culture shock. That is where yeah, it was culture shock. Coming, you know, leaving California, coming, coming back to the, the dirty South, the boot. Yeah, that was that was like it was real different. And uh, but I think it was the best experience I had in the military, well, in the Army, because that's that's. Your first duty assignment kind of shapes the mold. Well, for me, it shaped and molded how I was going to be okay. as a soldier. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my leadership, just the NCOs I had over me, boy, we was wild. Uh, and uh, we, we did some, <laughs> you know, I learned my job. That was one of the things, like, you know, being a being a 13 Bravo, uh, we were on a 198 code. Okay. And I remember my, my, my second... Section chief that I had. Uh, just the first one I had. Uh, uh, there was a big problem with uh, DUI at Fort Pope because I ain't nothing to do. So, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I got a new section chief. I asked my smoke man, who later became our first sergeant. I said, "Hey, I, I need somebody to train me. You know, I didn't come into the army to you know drive him around and look after my chief when he wants to go out drinking at night. You know." Yeah. So I got a new. Uh, my second, the one that taught me everything was uh, was uh, Randolph, Michael Randolph. I remember him. Okay. Man taught me to understand artillery. Yeah, you know, broke out that six fifty. Uh, made me read the dash ten. Like who the hell reads the dash ten? You know, <laughs> like dash ten. Yeah. But I remember reading that thing, and uh, man, he would give me classes and tests on them. Not just me, but the rest of the section. But he wanted to make sure that you know when we travers. You know, how many times we got we got to, you know, traverse left or right to get to this deflection. Right. You know, on the AG site, you know, how many, we want to elevate 50, how many times are we turning? And uh, that's things that he wanted to know. He wanted us to know, put us on. So, fire command, that was a big thing. 
I, I still don't understand FTC, but <laughs> he made his way in charge of dark, which, yeah, it is what it is. He's uh, one of them old school but, guys. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a science, man. Artillery is, is math, it's a science. Uh, it, it definitely is a science, um, and it's definitely a, a skill that, uh, man, it, it's something once you learn it, you know, you, you, you feel like you can do anything, you know, it's just... It's a it's a fun job. Oh, I love it. Um, and I got a funny story to tell you about that too. Um, when we get later on to um, the Afghanistan uh, part, <laughs> if we get there, but I'll still tell you the story whether it's offline or, or uh, on the podcast or not. But uh, definitely okay. So so I poked. Then um, where'd you go after poke? For poke, uh, we uh, we actually got deployed, and then uh, when we came back, uh, I wanted to go drill sergeant, and I have a packet all done. Oh, so you were at Polka for, for a minute then? I was at Polka for four years, but uh, I, I made rank pretty quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I made staff sergeant in uh, four years and two months. Okay. And uh, yeah, it, and when we got back from uh, got back from the deployment, uh, we where did you deploy? Uh, we went to Iraq. Oh, okay. And uh, but I wanted to go drill sergeant. They wouldn't let me. Uh, they said you had to be a staff sergeant. Uh-huh. I was like. I was a, I was just promotable. I was like, okay, whatever. But I guess somehow I came up on a recruiting order. Man, I was like, man, nobody wants to go to recruiting. Yeah. Um, I talked to Branch, and they said put in a packet. I, I talked to you, sir. Sorry. And uh, I put in a. They said do a volunteer packet. So I mean, I did a volunteer packet, and I still got it to this day, paper copy and all. Um, it took me took about a week to do it. And I submitted it, and they said okay. We can get you back to California. Uh, California's a big state. But I, I did recruiting. did recruiting for almost three and a half, yeah, three and a half years. Uh, I got okay. extended because of the war. Yeah. Uh, at the height of the, well, it was the beginning of the Afghanistan war. Okay. Uh, just bad memories of recruiting, though. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people had that. Um, I, I think I did my packet like once or twice. Um, I never submitted it all the way, though. Um, I, I wanted to go drill over recruiting. Okay, so where'd you recruit at? You you did you get Cali? Yeah, um, I recruited for uh, my actual station. I recruited in was uh, East San Jose, okay, California. Um, it fell under the Sacramento Recruiting Battalion, Monterey Bay Recruiting Company, which they actually got me to the Monterey Bay Recruiting Company, but they put me in the station where, <laughs> like a stupid man, uh, I'm black and me. Yeah. So, uh, fucking, I don't know, first sergeant, sergeant major, they were like, well, we'll put him in San Jose because there's a big population of Vietnamese uh, people. And I'm like, y'all motherfuckers are really out of touch with reality. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm like, first of all, regardless if I can speak Vietnamese, I, this goes for any recruiter. If you, you ain't coming into a Vietnamese community trying to recruit. It, it just, yeah, I don't think they remember the Vietnam War. Like, I mean, we can sit here and laugh about it, but it's, I don't know. I, that's one of the things that needs to change. Uh, my, my bad work fucking text me right now. But no, that's one of the things that they need to change with recruiting. Like, just because somebody is a certain nationality or from that area, don't necessarily mean you should put them there. One, because you don't know if that person was fucked up or not. You might be sending a good soldier back, back home. to his back home, and that's just going to fuck him up. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not saying, but, you know. Is, is that what I it did to you? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I was back at home. I was back in the hood. 
Yeah. I was, you know, I was hanging with the, you know, I was hanging with my partner again, man. I was like, man. <laughs> at, at one point, I was like, man, fuck the army. <laughs> I mean, that's how I felt. But, uh, you know, I, I did have a little, hey, you know, I had my family, so I had my priorities. But I'm telling you, you know, people that are easily, uh, easily influenced, not a good idea. Yeah. But recruiting, and plus the height of the war, recruiting, it, it, it sucked ass, man. Uh, it, it was just fucking horrible, man. Um, you know, we worked long hours. Uh, I had a station commander, couldn't stand that motherfucker. Um, that's about all I can say about that situation. Um, <laughs> I, I, will, I will tell you if I run into him, you know, I'm a person that, you know, I would tell people not to hold grudges. Yeah. But 2003 to now, 17 years, man, I still hold a grudge against that motherfucker. Damn. It made my life horrible. Right. I remember I got canceled. I had to come in at six in the morning and I couldn't leave till twenty three fifty nine. Were you on extra duty or something or Man, I don't know. But that that dude, I'm telling you, you out there, <laughs> oh, we still gonna have that conversation. <laughs> and this ain't no racial thing. It's just me and you. I'm telling you, dude. I miss I mean I remember my anniversary. We had a big old party. Yeah. And made me work. Damn, he did you dirty. I mean, birthday, you know, he knew it. I remember. So you think he did it on purpose? Or I mean, are you saying he did it on purpose? Or? I mean, motherfucker, he hated me. Really? Man, I don't know. I'm just going to say, yeah, he, he, he was. Yeah, that's jacked up. That's jacked but, up. Uh, I, I can't. I'm not going to say on this podcast because I. Uh, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had an issue with, with uh, maybe me. I know he had an issue with me, but I think he just had an issue with. Ah, okay. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And he was Philip. Well, he was Filipino. You're Vietnamese, so it was. It was a <laughs> I don't get man. So, you know, and uh, I, I will tell you, man. <laughs> been many times that I was about to say fuck it. Uh, I'm okay. I'll take the hit. Uh, you know. Yeah. What's the most? You know, it, it was it was a bad experience. But, uh, Have you talked to I any had, new recruiters? Yeah. Uh, I actually have a couple soldiers that I had go to recruiting duty. Yeah. Like, right before, like, actually last year. I got one right now, a former soldier. He's uh, he's in New York. <laughs> but he says the whole vibe is different now. Like, they work, you know, regular nine to five. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Do you think there's any yeah, changes? Yeah. They didn't have to go through what I went through. And then during my time, there was, uh, we had a, we had a influx of uh, suicide rates among 79 Romeo. Like, it was bad, like, within our company, we, we had, uh, I mean, we, it was bad, we, we had a suicide, and, uh, that kind of messed me up, because, uh, he was a 13 Mike, so. Really? It, it was, yeah, it was like, and this is wild, you know, it was just too much, uh, because I think at the time, I'm not saying you surrender, but I think the immediate chain of command that we had. Yeah. All that motherfuckers cared about was, who you working to put in the army, who you working to put in the army, that's like, god damn, you know, uh. Yeah, that was that stigma that they had. That, you know, what, what are you doing for me right now? Not what you did. What are you doing for me right now? And I think that that was a lot of changes that had to happen after, the you know, the suicide. And then a lot of, you know, I think there was some IG complaints. And I think it went big around that time, too. I, I, I didn't see anything personally, uh, you know, firsthand. But I, I remember reading it and I was keeping up with it. But I wasn't trying to go recruiting for that reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Uh, it's detrimental to family members, man. It was, uh, yeah. And I remember just one, 
another jacked up story with recruiting. I remember I, I purposely didn't put anybody in the army for three months because I was like, okay, fire me. They send you back to the line immediately. Yeah. And I saw it. So I'm like, fuck, I ain't putting nobody in. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> man, my first sergeant sat me down. Uh, and this motherfucker told me, you're getting my rangers killed because you don't want to put nobody in the army. What? And I looked at this motherfucker. And I said, and I was like, okay, you're a first sergeant. You already got over 20 years in the army. And you went recruiting right when you made E5. So I'm going to give you 16 years. Bitch, you got an expiration. On your fucking blue cord, you got an expiration on your ranger tab. You ain't even used that shit. Wow. I mean, I was like, and then I know this is wrong, but I was just like, hey, dude, bitch, I already deployed one. Yeah. Uh, you ain't gonna sit here and fucking tell me I'm getting people killed because you don't know what the fuck going on out there. You ain't never deployed with your two rows of ribbon. I mean, oh, man. But when he told me that, I was like, you're blaming me for getting your rangers killed. I'm like, whew. Man, that, that, that was probably the lowest blow that any senior non-commissioned officer ever told me. But was it effective? Yeah, I'll put somebody in the next month. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She ain't going to make me feel guilty. But I, I said my piece, they didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I remember that parade rest for I don't know how fucking long. Uh, he never liked me after that. He didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just... Uh, he moved on, and uh, we we got another uh, first sergeant. Actually, we got two first sergeants by the time I left. It was just a horrible experience for me. Yeah. All right. Let, let's 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 switch focus from uh, recruiting, because as we see, it was it was a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> After recruit, where'd you go? I went to uh, four three nineteen one seventy third. One seventy third. Yeah. I actually actually my orders were to Vicenza, and I thought I was gonna be a legacy. Yeah. Uh, my dad was in Delta Battery. Uh, he was a section chief and gunnery sergeant in Delta Battery back in uh, eighty, like eighty six, seven, around that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, anyway, we get there, but uh, they sent us to Bamberg because we were standing up yeah. for three nights, and uh, those guys were still in Iraq. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, when when uh, did you get there? What year? Two thousand six. Okay. Uh, May. Okay. We got there in May. It actually was the end of May, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I felt good, man. I, I was back on the. I don't know. I was back on the gun line, man. It, it was great. Yeah, I liked it. But y- were y'all standing uh, up around that time as well, or? Yeah, we were standing it up. So, one one niner. I didn't. I, I I had a little experience with the one one niner, but I was like, I was told that uh, the first one that we had. Oh, oh man, the dude retired out here too in San Antonio. Really? Goddamn. Yeah. Hispanic guy? Uh, no, no, uh, the white. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I know who you're talking about. Burnett. Burnett, yeah. First time Burnett. Yeah. First time Burnett. Yeah, he actually was a little, 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 I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he told me that, uh, because of, uh, I guess my seniority, he said, but I couldn't be, uh, I think you remember this, I couldn't be a gunner sergeant because I wasn't jump master. Yeah, that's that airborne way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and then uh, ammo section, whatever. Uh, yeah. So then, and uh, we deployed 
Yeah, I just got back from Iraq. Um, I had orders. Uh, I think I got orders October to hit up Germany, and we got back in December, and I was there in April. So I I just got back like ninety days, and that ninety <laughs> that ninety first day stabilization, I was on a plane with my family going over there, and that's when I met up with y'all. But y'all y'all were just getting back from Graf, so I really didn't have a home yet. I was stuck on I was considered rear D uh, for that point. Um, but they knew they were going to push me to Alpha, but I was going to stay on Rear D because y'all were going, y'all just got back, y'all were going on block leave, and then y'all were taking off. So it was like no no chance of me even going to the battery. Yeah, it was. I was happy I got you, cuz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There <laughs> was a couple of session chiefs. I was like, you know, when they when uh, they finally broke down and said I could be a gunner, sorry, uh, I was just like, Lord, don't give me this guy. Well, you you were a gunny when I got there, though, right? I mean, because uh, that's yeah. when they broke down to with three platoons, and then when did Cruz get there? Man, we were already going. He got there. I think he got there during our uh, the grab rotation. Okay. To deploy, like that last one, and uh, actually he came in because uh, at first, man, they gave me a brand new lieutenant. Well, they gave me Captain King. I had a different LT. Yeah. Big Samoan dude, and. Uh, I was happy. I was like, all right, cool, cool, you know, who's up? You know, I was like, cool. We were we were jiving and uh they switched out him and Captain King, I don't know what the deal was, and then uh didn't really have a platoon sergeant. I guess I was gonna do dual role, but then Cruz came and you know, he was already he already been a solid first class for a minute, so uh, we got him. <laughs> yeah. After that, right rest is history, man. Yeah. Cause I I, I saw when I got there, I saw Cruz. I had served with Cruz before when I was at Bragg. Um, and then I saw him, and the next thing I know, I'm going to his platoon. I was like, okay, cool. Um, but y'all had already left. Y'all y'all did a 15-month. I did a 12-month. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're in Afghanistan. <laughs> so you were the you were the gunny slash fob bear. I was the uh, ASG li- uh, liaison slash uh, security force. Uh, it's pretty much sergeant of the guard, um, and then we had the gun line, we had FDC, and we had the Legion platoon. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, that was interesting right there, wasn't it? It was, uh, well, it, it, it was. That's it, that's uh, that's a deployment I would never forget, man. No, that you, was like first real deployment. Like, I guess being in a leadership role and having to do everything. Man, we did everything. Yeah, we, we did, bro. Shit that I didn't know about the army. I was like, supply. Like, I give two shits about supply. Well, guess what? You don't learn how to do this food money stuff and all this other stuff. And yeah, yeah. You gotta pay civilians, contracting. I was like, or not civilians, but I guess the local community there, the village. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was a definitely an interesting deployment. Um, you know, just to give a little background, you know, the only way in and out through that to our fob or whatever was uh, through helicopter. You couldn't drive or anything, so. Uh, and we were the furthest uh, uh, up north, going you know, RCEs. Um, we was on the we was on the China side. Yeah, side. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Try to go see Pakistan a couple of times, but that didn't happen, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we could have made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about that for a little bit, man. Like, um, 
yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on that one? Like, I know it was interesting. I know it was different. Um, you know, I think it was rough a couple of times um, because, man, like, we never had two things that match, you know? No peanut butter, no jelly, no ham, no burger. Uh, you know, the shower would be uh, working, the washer would go out. The washer would be working, the shower would go out. You know, it was just always something that, that we didn't have. We Everything was working, but we didn't have no water. <laughs> Yeah, we had what I think it was like fourteen donkeys or something like that, yeah. and each one of them had a five-gallon jug, and they would all run back and forth, and they would fill all our jugs up from the stream. And yeah, them dudes would hustle. Uh, oh yeah. Sometimes they try to cheat us. I, you know they was cheating the shit out of us, but. Fuck them. But you yeah. know what? That was a tough job, though. You know, that was a tough job because they were running like all day. You know. that one fool's name uh i don't know if you remember i, I can't remember um that dang he was the afghani uh smoky the one that always came up with all kinds of stuff uh, <laughs> he burned the side of our freaking hill <laughs> i can't remember his name either ways but uh we had just had that jug the the most most water we've had the whole time and this fool was burning brush sets a fire to the freaking hill and then there goes all the water trying to freaking put out the fire or else it's going to burn our barracks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, but he did get us a highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude could come up with all kinds of stuff. And the reason why I say this dude right here has nine lives is, man, this dude had a heart attack uh, there in Afghani. Uh, me and the doc was trying to race uh, to freaking see who could put the IV in his arms first. Doc cheated, by the way. Um, but then you had a couple heart attacks, uh, to afterwards as well. Um, yeah. So, and he's still kicking, he's still doing his thing. Um, but I bring that up, you know, just because that's where it kind of started. So when you left, um, and you ended up coming back, um, when you left, um, shoot, Smoke left, Green Jack left. So at one point I was the FOB mayor, section chief, gunnery czar. And platoons aren't all in, you know, for a couple weeks until y'all got back. Y'all was all on vacation over there chilling. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I wish I was. <laughs> but yeah. no, I know you was wrong. Yeah. Hey, so. Uh, I still yeah. So you would you were teaching me the the aiming circle one day when we was over there, right? And this is that story that I was gonna tell you. So you, you would always tell me. Hey, you do all that shit by yourself. The aim circle and the safety circle, right? And so I learned that shit from you, right? <laughs> so I'm in I'm in NTC and uh, you know, my gunny's messing with the guns and I'm getting ready, you know. We were with the triple seven. We were digital, we didn't need the aiming circle, but we were doing we were doing, you know, for NTC purposes. Yeah. So so I, I, I'm setting up the aiming circle, and I remember I, I was already, in my mind, I was going to do everything by myself because I'm like, I learned from, you know, boss band right here. And, and the OCs are behind me. They're trying to check me and shit, just make sure you know, I knew what I was doing. 
Of course I did. But it was funny because they said, well, "Where's your, where's your, uh, where's your safety circle guy at?" And we all, we all looked at the simultaneously. We all looked at the safety circle, and nobody's there. I knew that in my mind, but it was just funny because it was like all you can see was like crickets at that moment. <laughs> so I was like, "Gunny, <laughs> Go, Gunny, call either you or LT. Come on, so we can bump these circles and get these guns going." At that point, they judged me that they were like, oh, this dude don't know what the hell he's doing. I was like, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? I'm bumping myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you multiple times bumping, you know, running back and forth like a freaking chicken with his head cut off, you know, doing both circles. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it was hell, but hey. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's kind of what we had did, you know, some of the things we did in Afghanistan. Um uh, you know, just to freak in, get the job done. Uh, I'll tell you another story about this guy right here. So we, we paid the, uh, the workers, um, the laborers, uh, it was payday and this guy pulls out some money out of his pocket and was like, two of your strongest guys versus me and chief here. Let's go. <laughs> so there we are wrestling. <laughs> well, and what was, yeah, yeah. And what was that? Ganny rules. Whoever gets on their back first loses. So I suplined this fool. And my back hit first. So these fools thinking that um, that he whooped me. So then there I go. Yeah. Next couple of days. There I am. Getting getting punked and bullied by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then on about the third day. Um. Uh, I think you were getting HA, you were getting, uh, some jackets and some rice and stuff to the, to the guys before they left. And, um, I just couldn't take it no more. So I was like, you know what? And we had this little golden gloves guy. He was smaller than me and I'm only five, three. He's smaller than me, but he was golden gloves. I was like, man, I'm going to get Chapman, Chapman to whoop your ass. I said, Chapman. (laughs) So I called him down there. I called him down there. I was like, come whoop this dude's ass. And sure enough, without a beat, he right faced. Beeline to this guy, so they were brothers. It were two brothers. I had the older brother that me and him were wrestling already, um, and then Chapman went to the other guy, and before I could even look, Chapman gave him the one, two, three. Dirt was flying all over the place because they was digging or something, <laughs> and and all I hear is what? What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, Hey, we had some business. <laughs> Yeah, he, he dinged him up so good. There was a shadow of dust uh, from that guy that was coming off. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Talk about uh, talk about having a playground. Like that was our playground for like about twelve months of just freaking getting into shit. Every, every day was something new. Like what what are we gonna do next? You know. Um, but we were taking care of what we need to take care of. So. 
I'll tell you though, that was like probably the most deepest, um, you know, deployments I've had too, because it was a lot of thought, you know, it wasn't, it, we, we didn't take a lot of rounds and stuff like that. Um, you know, a lot of firefights or whatever, but it was a lot of, uh, strategic thinking that you had to do, like, you know, with the villagers and, and, and the ASG, you know, it was like, you know, paying them, getting them supplies, um, you know, just doing all kinds of stuff. And, and that dude, uh, oh, what was his name? Adam Khan, Adam Khan. Mm. He, that was your boy, wasn't it? Oh man, I'm still looking for him. <laughs> what, uh, what about our Turk? What about our Turk, Tariq? Uh, so Tariq, uh, you know, I, I, I had a, I had problems with him, man. But overall, you know, he was, uh, he, he got killed a little bit after we left. Really? Uh, he went, yeah, he went on patrol, and uh, yeah, they they killed him. I mean, Damn. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, I see Guzman. Um, I can't say where he is in the state, but yeah, in America now. And uh, I, you know, uh, I, I go visit him. I, I visited him about two years ago. Yeah, uh, he's doing well. Wow, he's got a family, uh, and he's got his family here. So uh, I think uh, I think group did him uh, justice by you know helping him get his uh, visa stuff from America. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Guzman, man, he just says, he tells me, uh, Drake didn't like you. You always used to cuss at him. I say, you goddamn right. That dude would try to get away. <laughs> Everything. Drake, I need you to interpret. Bitch, interpret right. I speak better posture than you. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying you to be an interpreter, you don't interpret. I used to get mad. <laughs> yeah. I, I would tell him all the time, I'm like, dude, you got the easiest job in the world. Like, you hear what we say, you tell him in Pashtu. You you hear what Pashtu, you tell him what we say in English. I was like, how is it that I know you're not saying what I'm telling you to say? <laughs> oh, man. That dude used to have me hot. And then, uh, oh, Sweetbread, uh, what was his name? It's Matula's son. <laughs> oh, no, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. A son-in-law. <laughs> hey, so I, I tell you, like that was twelve months with the villagers and the locals there, you know, and and it's crazy. But uh, and and it's not like you were friends with them, like we talked to them all the time. But they were they were some friends, you know. Towards the end of the deployment, yeah, they were some friends. They were some cool people. Yeah, they were family, man. Yeah, I mean, they were. Uh, I, I know, you know, some of the stuff that they had endured, just knowing that they worked with us and the local. Uh, I'm not gonna say Taliban. I'm just gonna say the the militias that were out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know they were giving their families hell. But, you know, it, it took a lot for them to come up and stay on our camp and yeah. just work with us. Yeah. You know, bring us. Have that trust. Hey. So okay. So after Afghanistan, where you go next? Uh, uh, it's not where I wanted to go. But uh, uh, oh, uh, who was our branch manager? Oh, bitch ass. Um, I went to Fort Polk, Louisiana. Again? Yeah, they sent me back to Fort Pope, but they sent me there, and I thought I was going to JRTC. So I get there, I'm at JRTC, but then they're like, now up this new uh, security forces assistance brigade. Yeah. I get over there, man. You know, I'm mad. I'm like, I put on a, a black beret? Like, what the? Or not a black beret, but uh, yeah, we went to the black beret. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, I put on this fucking black beret. But yeah, I had to go over there, man. Go through this stupid ass training, and uh, yeah, I was a instructor over there for security forces, security forces advisory and assistance brigade. That's fab. Yeah. 
Okay. So it's what these new the new S fans are. Yeah. When we were like the precursor. We ain't getting identified. Just whatever that little structure badge, but yeah. Okay. Did you deploy with them? Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, but they were like clearly deployment. They were like TY. You would go out with your uh, S fab you got yeah. in Afghanistan and stuff like that. Um, man, I, I got it. It was cool, but it was, uh, I, I just, I didn't like, I, yeah. I don't know, really didn't do anything to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, Um, but that's when I, I tried out for other things, you know, uh, I, I wanted to be high speed, kind of like my dad and stuff, and I, I went somewhere, uh, for a couple of months, and, uh, just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, you know, they just drop you off somewhere, and you gotta find your place way back, and it was mind games, and. I was like, fuck this, I don't want to do my games anymore. So I uh, came back to the SFAB, and uh, I came back because my warrant officer packet got approved. Okay. So, you were uh, E7 at that point, though, right? You made the list uh, for recruiter and for 13 Bravo, but you chose the 13 Bravo route, right? Yeah. Okay. We were, uh, we, uh, so, yeah, while I was over in the SFAB, um, my warrant packet came through. Uh, I was really trying to go OCF, but... Yeah. They lowered the age, so you had to commission by the time you were 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was 36. And by the time the school and complete OCS, I was going to be like a month over 36, and they weren't granting any waivers. Okay. I don't think it was 36 or something. Whatever the age was, and they said I couldn't do it. And I was like, oh, whatever. I said, I'll go warrant. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll take the pay cut. Take a pay cut for about a whole year or so. It's all good. Um, but you know, you're a warrant officer. You're a Mister. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you got to to Bullock uh, when I was leaving there, right? I think you were still there yeah. when I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did. Yeah. We did. Uh, a, yep. There you go. Um, there you go. WBC. I don't know why I said Bullock. Um, uh, we we did a walk through through the uh, through the pub's room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. that is that. Yeah. But, you, you know, know, there's, it's, Polk is one of those places where, you know, there's some people that hate it and there's just some people that love it, you know? And, yeah. and that's, um, you know, I've heard that from both races, you know, or all races, you know, it just, yeah. but, but I did hear, you know, that too. I, I just haven't experienced it myself, but I did hear yeah. that that's out there as well. So, so where'd you go? Where'd you go uh, as a warrant? Like, and how'd you like that? How'd you like that transition going from the dark side? Uh, I, you know, uh, that's what I wanted. I actually wanted to fly, but, you know, with the stint in my heart, um, they wouldn't let me fly. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Um, I I would say I liked it. I loved it. I was like, man, fuck a warrant officer. I just, if you knew me, you'd be like, man, you ain't ever gonna make it. I'm just not, uh, I'm not polished. I wasn't, I'm not polished. I'm not, I don't know, I guess I'm not professional. So, just seeing me as a warrant, when it, it was a shock to me. Yeah. Um, and, in the end, it, it was it was good. It was a good transition for me. Uh, it was. It, I, I think it made me a better person. I'm not saying that if I didn't stay NCO, I wouldn't become a better person. But it developed me into a different type of a leader. Yeah. Uh, soldier, I, I'd say. But, and um, I can see that. I can see I think, that. Yeah. I, I think if you have that mindset that you, you want to be better, I think you can be better. It's just 
I, I think it was a little harder for me um, just because of how I, my thought process. And, and also, uh, remember, I, I never I never worked in the, the, the talk or, you know, I didn't, uh, like, I went to battle staff court, but I'm be honest, I didn't pay attention for shit. <laughs> didn't understand talk operations. And I think that's what hurt me when I was in school because I was, you know, I was like strictly gun line and, you know, out there. And so when they brought up certain phases of, uh, you know, our curriculum, and I was lost. Yeah. And I had to study harder. And uh, uh, and I remember there was a uh, CDE. I was lost as hell. It was like collateral damage estimation. Like, well, okay, this is what we do. Blow shit up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I didn't know there was, you know, like, they said, no, man, we can only take so many casualties if we shoot. I'm like, man, hey, they're in the way. they going to die. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, and I was, I was wrong. I, didn't, I was wrong as hell, but uh, it, it was a lot of studying at that point. I was like, All right, I need to get serious. And uh, it was a quick learning curve for me. I had to learn fast. Yeah. Uh, I struggled. Uh, but then, um, you know, I got my duty assignment, went to Fort, went to Fort Hood, stayed at Fort Hood, man. Stayed at Fort Hood. Uh, practically my whole warrant officer time. Uh, my last year, they sent me. Uh, I had to go back to Fort Sill to uh, 75 fire. Yeah. But uh, I think that was, uh, but my warrant off the time, that, that was just my warrant off the time was work good. Did, uh, did you deploy again as a warrant? Yeah. Okay. Twice as a warrant. Yeah, that's what and, I thought. And uh, we actually did a, twice as a warrant, and then we actually did a rotation to Korea, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember, you, I remember we talked throughout the time, you know, just, um, you know, while you're doing that. That's why I was just trying to remember, but. Yeah, Fort Hood. Yeah, shoot, dude, we saw each other right before I left. Man, we were hanging out a few times yeah. over there too. Just well, you'd come to the office, you know. But um, yeah, Fort Hood. Yeah. Uh, then you finished. You. Oh yeah, pretty much, man. Oh my gosh, but that's crazy how you know we 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 ended up at uh, Fort Hood, um, and then um, well, I mean, we ended up at uh, we started off at at Bamberg, and then we ended up at Fort Hood and Seal. So we still. We still ran into each other a whole bunch after, you know, that first time we served, but we didn't serve together, but we still ran into the same spots, um, which is pretty cool, you know? Oh, man. I just remember, man, I just, oh, who was that fucking major? I wanted to slap your major, man. Which major? Just the way that he was, I just, one day, I just sat in one of your meetings, I just saw the, the end of it, and I was like, I just the way, oh, man, some of these officers, man, just the way they talk to people, yeah. it wasn't even about Wayne. It was just, I think that's how he talked to everybody that he thought he was over or, oh, man. No, I know who you're talking about. Uh, he's just one of those, yeah. uh, you know, those and I, I was, those guys. <laughs> I know. I was like, man, fuck you, dude. Who the fuck are you talking to? I wanted to yeah. say that. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? But, yeah, whatever. Was, yeah, he's a trip. Uh, he was a trip. Um but you know he didn't give us any problems. You know he I, I saw him tear those other guys up that he was working with, but he didn't give me and the uh, Captain Minor any problems. So that was pretty cool. Okay, so um, man, so how how long were you a warrant um compared to uh the rest of your time that being enlisted? Um, was that more than I half? Uh, uh, oh, I switched over at uh, I went warrant at thirteen years. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was good and. How do I explain it? So when you sign a, when you go commission officer yeah. to retire, you have to, well, before it used to be 10 years, but then they switched it to eight years. Yeah. So that's like being a lieutenant to 
So you had to give him 10 years to retire. Well, Warren's, we had to give uh, six years. So I was like, all right, my school is going to be a whole year, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about making W3. I retired W2. I've been happy. Uh, but I don't know. God had a plan, and uh, I got promoted to W3, too. <laughs> hey, um, uh, but that was, uh, I did, I did, it was like, I did a little under eight years as a one. Okay. So, well, how how different? Cause cause you know, I sat at uh, at the you know the schoolhouse you know for and I watched the warrants and and man I remember I can't remember his name C W four uh, man he was there before I Tisdale got there and um, they were y'all were doing the PT test not your group but it was another class they're doing a PT test and this one guy went to jail like the very first day and he's like hey don't make me send you to SLC down the street. <laughs> Uh, um, but, but it was just, I saw some people struggle with that transition from enlisted to, uh, warrant officer and just, just some of the, the learning criteria that y'all had to do. So I knew it was a big, big change. Um, you say you struggle with it. I know, I don't think you were the only one that struggled with it. Uh, because I'm telling you, I saw a lot of it. Um, but that was one thing that, uh, prevented me from putting in my packet and, and going because I think I had that packet done too, um, but I just didn't want to do that, you know. But later on in life, I figured out that yeah, I was you know I think I did have the quality to to do it or whatever the capability. But I I just in that mind frame I wasn't at that point. So what what are your responsibilities as a warrant as to enlisted? Like now you're not you're not just talking to soldiers no more. You're you're briefing you know lieutenant. Uh, you know, colonels and generals and stuff like that as you as you get up. Because, what, CW3 is pretty much field grade, right? Yeah. So, well, what's my W3? Yeah. Some are considered like, equivalent. Equivalent. I, I, I put that, like, maybe me seven. Yeah, I think in your eyes, but I think um, in, in the in the whole Warren's eyes, they see that as as a transition to a, a field grade. Because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. You know... It's, uh, I guess you just gotta be, well, gotta be a little more professional. Uh, this is when we start directly talking to any field grades or above. I would just say colonels and above, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're the right hand or the advisor. Everyone, yeah. You're, you're giving them, you know, as a W1, you're just giving your recommendations and, um, you know, how would we go attack this, uh, uh you know, just really telling about the capabilities and how we would how would we uh, operate in this AO. Whereas I think a field grade, you're kind of telling them, hey, sir, based on your guidance, this is the best possible means of uh, attacking this or acquiring this asset or attacking this target. Okay. Trying to make me give a, uh, I'm trying not to give that book definition of uh, targeting. No, hey, but, do it, do it, uh, uh, hey, you know, in your own words, I mean, and, this, and just to give yeah. a background, he was a warrant officer for work targeting, um, or was it? Uh, what What is a FA warrant officer? Targeting technician. Okay, there you go. Targeting. So, yeah, different warrant officers, but this is more specific to the field artillery side. So, that's and that's why I bring this up, because it's a little different than, than just shooting rounds, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's counterfire. It's non-lethal. It's non-lethal attack. It's lethal attack. It's, uh, you know... It, a lot of it is uh, intelligence too. Uh, rely heavily on that uh, intel. Yeah. Um, and we also have to understand air. You have to understand 
in order to coordinate all the effects of uh, what's going on in the battlefield, you got to understand ground movement. you got to know where everybody's at, all the ground maneuvers are. You have yeah. to know that. You have to know the flight patterns. You have to know the your air assets. Where are they going to be? You have to know the trajectory of the round, how high it's going to go, the altitude, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, your food point. Uh, what does food stand for again? Point of origin point or something. Origin. Yeah. Your point of impact. You, you have to know, like, when you do these rockets or missiles around, whatever you're shooting, you have to know where they're shooting from, where they're not shooting from. And one of the biggest things is coordinating all this while all these other assets are are moving on the battlefield. Okay. Like, you can't just say, I'm going to shoot this round. you got to make sure that, okay, this this fixed wing is going to be here at this time the round passes, or this this uh, rotary wing, you know, helicopters are going to be here. Can we shoot under? Can we shoot over? Big no-no. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, as a pilot, you know, I'm like, hey, motherfucker, don't shoot no artillery near me. Don't shoot it under me. Don't shoot it over me. You know, yeah. it's a science, but, you know, things can always go wrong. Okay. It's, it's, it's a lot of that that you have to know. Okay. So for those of y'all that you know would like to go warrant or whatever, I mean, there's a little bit more than just shooting, shooting rounds and and learning FTC and stuff like that. So it's a little different, but I'm not saying that nobody's capable because I think you are capable of uh, you know achieving that goal. If if you want to see some more challenges or or do something different, I, I definitely recommend going warrant because that's definitely another route to um, increase your career and your professional development. So hey, thanks for that, man. It's not about holding a coffee cup and walking around with your hands in your pocket. Or, or not being there. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were changing that, weren't they? <laughs> I think they were yeah. changing that, right? Chief ain't got to come to work. Yeah. Yeah. We at work. <laughs> Cool, man. Hey, uh, I, I know you. I know you got to work today, and, and I got a few things to do too. Um, but just uh, one last question. Well, actually, goes back to this. Uh, how many lives do you have? I mean, you had a heart attack over there in Afghanistan. You had another one. How many? How many heart attacks have you had? Uh, and still, still uh, kicking, man. You know uh, that one. You know, and then uh, another one during deployment. We got hit again. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, and then uh, just recently, I kid you not, man, February 4th of this year, uh, I was rug marching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't really like, say it because I'm, I'm still in litigation, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm rug marching and this lady, she tried to exit the gas station and saw me walking, and I guess she decided to just floor it and hit me. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt my chest, you know, going. I took my nitroglycerin. I always carry it. Yeah. But, uh, it was a small one, but uh, I went to the hospital, and uh, sure enough, man, they had to operate on me. So, um, yeah, so uh, I, think, I think I'm still good for five more. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My time is coming. So. Well, hey, uh, just, let's hope so, man. But I, I think you're at the point, man, where your kids are already kind of grown and, and out of the house too. So I think you've done your job and your part, and, and you're doing a good, a good job by doing that, you know, because. A lot of people would say that their kids going to college or joining the, the service and stuff like that. So, kudos to you, brother. Oh, appreciate it. Hey, uh, one, one last yeah. question, um, and then before we start closing out, um, if you could go back and change anything, what would you change? I, I want to change the culture of being a leader. Um, you, you know, you have some old school leaders. Yeah. That just the way they 
I think for certain situations, I, I, I would probably, it probably justified to act in a certain way, but we have to bring, I'm not say bring back, but we, we gotta, we gotta work together as one, I guess, uh, you know, there's a perception that, you know, certain individuals only go to this MOF or certain individuals only go to this MOF. Yeah. Uh, we need to break that, I don't know, stereotype or, you know, just work together to, uh, you know, like it said, Army of One, we need to be one. We need to work together. You know, I don't care what background or whatever you come from. Just that that culture needs to not be changed, but be in place to work together as one. Because just from the outside, you know, I, I you know I still go to the I still go to the range. I, I still do my I still do PT, man. Yeah, it's in me. and I, I live in the neighborhood where I am like the token dude there. Um, so, and I, I hear, you know, I hear people talk and, you know, they ask me questions. Oh, you know, they're surprised that, oh, I did this. And I'm like, oh, well, you're this. Uh, I did you. I was like, where are you guys getting it from? But that's what I want to change, I guess, the perception and just making sure that it, that people are working together as one. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how to really, explain it or, or articulate that but just work together y'all just just that's what i want to say okay uh, i'm sorry if i couldn't explain it any better but no, you're good, and I think you're trying to get at just you know we're all we're all on the same same team, same fight, pretty much. I mean, no no yeah. reason to argue or or anything. I mean, we just got to get the commander's guidance and and just go from there. You know, from my thought on on what you were trying to say, um, the culture has changed. Um, it's all about me culture, uh, as to it's all about what needs to be done culture. You know, and, and, and we we were. Yeah, and we were that it's all about uh, what needs to be done, culture. <laughs> yeah. So, so it definitely clashes yeah. with uh, all about me, culture. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I, okay. I, mean, I, I still see it now, even though as a DA civilian, I see it. I mean, because I still work with all the green shooters. I don't really have a voice. So it's just like, man, y'all don't ever go make mission like that. But yeah. my business. Cool. Cool. Well, hey. Hey, you got any shout outs or anything before uh before we close this out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to uh, you know, uh third platoon assassin. Uh any of y'all listening. From uh, you know, Alpha Battery, four three nineteen, former uh, you know. I, I think about those times. That's probably it's probably one of the most memorable experiences. Oh, big shout out to uh Saw Major Barrios who hit me up the other day. Okay. Uh, no, I'd actually like to, cause uh, yeah, he was a trip, man. He's. <laughs> and that's old school, man. That's like big time, big time. Um, oh my yeah. gosh, you know, um, I met him. I briefly saw him, then I met him at the fob, and yeah, he was. He's definitely a different dude. Uh, great guy, though. He's solid. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, big shot. That's it. And, uh, I just uh, just want to say this, you know, to everybody listening. Hey, um, you know, with, with the issue going on today, right now in the world, well, in America, y'all, we, we got we got to end end racism. Uh, that's that's all I can say. Uh, it, it, 
to do it, we all got to come together uh, and just have an open mind, have an open, open discussion. But uh, all this other violence and stuff, it's not needed, man. Uh, it is, you know, it, it's hurting right now. Like for me, I'm, I'm hurting, and that's probably why I'm not at my 100% during this, you know, podcast. Man, I've been hurting the whole week, man, and I've uh, been trying to hold back a lot of uh, emotion. So, you know, I want to apologize for that. If you want to do this at a later date again, I'll come back on. But it's been, been rough for me right now. No, I I completely understand that, and and I and I I battled myself um, even just doing it. You know what I mean? Um, I know I'm not posting today. Um, I'm gonna do some editing today and and, and probably tomorrow morning. But I know I'm not gonna post it today, uh, which is Tuesday, uh, June second. Um, just because I seen you know some some things on IG, you know, just so I'm just gonna kind of support that and and uh, and just you know uh, hold off until until I do post this. But I definitely. Thank you for for doing this. Uh, it's always good talking to you, Joe, um, the man of many names. Uh, <laughs> um, but now uh, I, I I appreciate you you know getting on here and, and doing this. Um, it definitely had some good stories. I agree uh, that deployment was very memorable um, from the day I got there to the day I left. Uh, and there's a ton more stories. So yeah, we could definitely do this again and, and just talk about just that deployment. Cause there was so much that, um, that we didn't even talk about. And, and, uh, we could definitely, you know, do a, do a do over with just that one, you know, but because, uh, I tell you that was a different type of deployment. It really wasn't, you know, uh, bullets flying everywhere. It was definitely just a survival mode. And, and this is something that you don't think in the military that you have to do or, or, you need to do, but, um, man, it was just like we were on like, uh, what's that show, uh, Survivor, but for like 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, for me, 12 months, y'all was 15. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, damn. Fucking brigade forgot about us, man. Like, Pretty much. You know, Jingo Air. Oh, man. It was so much that we could have talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll hit that on the next one. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely. I, I definitely want to thank you. I, I, I get the, I get the, um, you know, the, the emotion and the, you know, the, the feeling and stuff. So I understand that completely. I, I like I said, I battled with it, but I'm glad we did it. Um, just a quick shout out for myself. Uh, I'd like to shout out. Hey, I was talking to my brother the other day, and uh, I was trying to get him on here. He didn't want to do it. So he, he said he was not going to do it. <laughs> um, but hey, hey, shout out to you, bro. I love you. Uh, I'm glad you're listening, um, and I'm glad you kind of learned a little bit about what's going on and 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 just in my life, and you know this and that. And uh, I can't wait to see y'all here uh, later this year, if not next year. Um, also, like shout out uh, Coach Silva podcast. Um, he had a great uh, episode a couple weeks ago. I think he had another one that I haven't listened to, so I need to catch up. Uh, as well as uh, on the, yeah, as long as uh, uh, on the gun line, um, I need to catch up on that last one too. But this just uh, we did a memorial um, live a couple weeks ago, or that Memorial Day weekend, and I didn't post on Memorial Day weekend just for that reason too. So it's been kind of back to back that it's just been kind of quiet and. I'm not gonna de- you know be selfish myself and say oh yeah let's let's push uh, you know my podcast <laughs> I, I I get that you know what's going on so hey but if you do uh, have any questions or anything or would like to be on uh, on the show or on the podcast please hit me up at uh, I'm on IG at Pat Wars thirteen 
uh, Facebook, Patrick Juarez, and then uh, Gmail at underthenet at gmail.com. Hey, brother. Thanks uh, for doing this again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, you know how it is on the gun line. You know, you're under the net, but I got to kick you out, man. It's time for you to leave the net, brother. (laughs) All right. Cool, man. Thanks.